0: All the revenue cycle, so making sure that bills go out correctly, that the the funds come in from the insurance companies. And really the overall arching goal of the CFO is to make sure that the hospital remains fiscally sound so we can keep it in the community and provide the great care that we're doing here.
1: And in the new job, CEO, uh, (laughs) I imagine that job oversees
0: CFO. That that is correct. uh, But
1: has much broader responsibilities.
0: That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, the, the CEO role, I mean, obviously, you never really get out of that that finance area uh, when you're in the CEO position. That still kind of carries over with you. Uh, but really kind of to define the CEO role, especially at Bonner General, it's probably broken down into really three broad uh, kind of themes. Uh, the first one would really be hospital uh, policy development and strategic planning. Uh, that's one of the things that our senior leadership team right now is doing, and, and our senior leadership team is made up of uh, Dr. Stacy Goods, our Chief Medical Officer; uh, Skylar Twite is our new CFO, who I'm happy to talk about here in a second; myself, Becky Dawson's our Chief Nursing Officer, and then Shannon Barnes is our Chief Human Resource Officer. So, as a, a senior leadership team right now, we're going into kind of strategic planning session to look out three to five years um, and kind of looking at different pillars in regards to uh, growth. Finance, quality, people, and in partnerships, and, and kind of coming up with one to three year plans for short term goals, and three to five year plans for long term goals. Um, that's kind of the first theme of the CEO role. The second one is managing the finances. Again, uh, integral part of the the entity and making sure that we're fiscally sound. So, in conjunction with the CFO, uh, working with him uh, to make sure we're making astute decisions. You know, on the financial side to to keep you know business flowing. Um, and then the third one that we really have um, from a CEO one would be what I call diplomacy or really being that link between the hospital, the community, and any stakeholders involved. Um, kind of like going out to different uh, venues and, and talking about the hospital and, and really being that the liaison to bring back any concerns or things that we're doing well and trying to implement them or, or correct them at the hospital mm-hmm. would probably be the three main themes of the, the CEO role that I've been able to assume over the last month and a half. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. I I I do want to mention we may have blanked out just there for a few seconds over the air uh, due to a a technical glitch that I think we now have solved. Um, But to repeat, we're talking with John Hennessy. He's the new CEO at Bonner General Health uh, describing the new CEO position. So I got to imagine like the, one of the biggest changes from, being CFO previously to now being CEO is you're overseeing a really big staff. How how many people work uh, at Bonner General Health?
0: Yeah, we've got about 460 employees now uh, continuing to grow.
1: So that wasn't a part of your role as a CFO?
0: No, as the CFO, you know, really I was over kind of the accounting, the business office, kind of our materials management department, uh, health information management. But, but now it's much broader. You know, at that time, it was probably about, you know, six direct reports and maybe 50 staff that were underneath those direct reports. But, but now it's encompassing the full 460, wow, which has been great to get to know all of our staff members because we've got a tremendous group of mm-hmm. employees over at Bonner General. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you have an hr department that helps you with that i'm sure
0: we do we've got an hr uh department there of we'll a uh, five very competent capable individuals who uh you know keep keep our employees coming in and, and doing a great job of hiring employees in those vacancies mm-hmm.
1: uh, so how's the hospital doing fiscally uh since that's the world you come from most recently
0: yeah, yeah we we just obviously finished up 2023 and we're going to be doing our audit here on february 19th um we just finished with about a 1.3% margin, um, which is quite good for a critical access hospital. I mean, really, the goal for critical access hospitals is to at least maintain a positive bottom line. Um, right now, about 70% of the critical access hospitals out there are operating in the red. Uh, so we're we're doing very well in that aspect. Uh, but our goal, you know, coming with strategic plan would be, to about, be about, at about a 3% margin is what we're kind of looking for. So a little bit of room to grow uh, on the finance side, but we're, we're doing well.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's uh, I know rural hospitals especially are uh, having are struggling right now. And we can swing back on that uh, topic maybe a little bit later. But um, so as the new CEO, are there any changes you want to bring? Do you identify any particular challenges for Bonner General Health?
0: Yeah. Well, as we alluded to, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very thankful to have been able to follow in the footsteps of Cheryl Rickard. Uh, you know, over her 37 years, she was really able to set up the hospital in a position where it's able to continue to grow uh, which is what we're kind of in that stages of doing. But like you mentioned, you know, challenges with rural healthcare, um, we're experiencing the same ones that rural healthcare across the country are, are experiencing, but also large hospitals as well. And and those really boil down to three main components. Uh, the first one is low reimbursement. Second one would be staffing challenges, uh, with labor shortages. And the third one would be inflation. Um, Really, right now, you know, as inflation, you know, continues to rise or, or hold steady at a, at a higher amount, um, really, we're not able to bill anymore when inflation incurs. So a lot of industries, when inflation happens, they're able to increase their prices to kind of absorb a little bit of that increase. In the healthcare setting, if we increase our prices, we're not going to get reimbursed anymore, So what we're seeing as a trend is essentially, you know, the cost of labor, supplies, pharmaceuticals, anything to care for patients uh, is going up from a cost perspective, but the reimbursement for those services continues to decline. So that's one of the the biggest issues that we're combating right now, and we're working very closely with the Idaho Hospital Association and the American Hospital Association to kind of work on those reimbursement levels uh, to see how we can combat that, because um, it's a whole different industry. I mean,
1: what, what, what kind of solution might be out there for
0: that? Yeah, right now, I mean, there's a lot of policy mix out there in regards to, you know, some of the government-funded programs with Medicare and Medicaid and how there could be different uh Different payment mechanisms with that uh, to kind of increase the reimbursement a little bit, too. Um, A lot of insurances are also moving to value-based care where they're paying you now based on the quality of care as opposed to the number of patients you see, uh, which we're starting to get set up for that as well, which could be a a great benefit to the hospital also. Uh, But it really boils down to we have to be really efficient. You know, if costs are going to continue to rise and reimbursement is going to go down, you know, we need to invest a little bit more in technology, make sure that we have all those efficiencies available at the hospital to reduce those costs so we're, we're making as much margin as we can from those commercial payers.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm interested to learn more about the value-based uh, care. Is that a, a, something that a consumer can ask for? I want to do this on a value-based program, or is it… Is it, uh, does the whole system switch to that?
0: Yeah, a lot of it's gonna be the system. Mm -hmm. It'll be basically the system doing it and it's really to reward hospitals that are providing high quality care instead of just going volume based. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now you're really paid based on, you know, how many x-rays do you do? How many CTs do you do? This is a model that's really trying to focus on wellness and preventative health uh, as opposed to kind of seeing the after effects of when, you know, something has has taken over from a medical condition. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Yeah. It it seems like, you know, if that might help remove some unnecessary procedures. Correct.
0: Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really to to streamlining and get those efficiencies and make sure that you're you're utilizing the right resources necessary for Mm -hmm. care instead of Mm overutilizing.
1: I think you mentioned there were a couple others, uh, challenges that you see for the, for the Bonner General Health.
0: Yeah. Staffing is always a challenge. That's a, a nationwide one. There's just a shortage with nurses, um, you know, throughout the country and, you know we're thankful to have amazing nurses at Bonner General, uh, but it's a uh, it, it's it's one where a lot of the the nursing schools even locally, uh, you know, aren't aren't graduating as many uh, nurses from their programs, uh, so it's been it's been difficult. And of course we have an operation that's twenty four seven, you know, so we have to staff you know our hospital throughout the night, which is, you know, usually not the most desirable to some individuals. Others it is, uh, but kind of finding that mix of of being able to fill all our holes that we have at the hospital because. Uh, 24-7, you know, have to be at the top of your game, you know, throughout the whole day. Uh, it's, it's been a little bit of a challenge just to fill all those holes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any,
1: any others you want to rattle off?
0: Uh, I <laughs> think those are the main three. I think, okay. again, low reimbursement, inflation, and, and staffing challenges are kind of the, the three that have been the biggest ones for not only rural hospitals, but, you know, larger hospitals as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So what things do you feel Bonner General Health is doing well right now?
0: Yeah, I think Bonner General, we have a long storied history of providing quality, compassionate care. Um, And I can't allude to it enough, but we have an amazing staff. I mean, I've worked in numerous healthcare facilities, you know, through internships, fellowships, you know, and and being employed. And and we have the most compassionate staff that I've ever worked with. I mean, they are in healthcare for the right reasons, and it's really to care for our community. Uh, And the thing we're doing really well is that's showing up in our quality scores and also our safety measures. Um, So, Whenever we get back our, our safety scores or our quality scores, you know, they're they're really high, uh, which is a real testament to our staff and the great job that they're doing and the care they're providing to our community. So I think we're hiring the right people. Um, they're caring for our patients um, at the the top of their level, and uh, the results are being seen. So I'm very proud of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, it has a long and storied history uh, in, in preparing for this interview. Uh, Occurred to me, that you're actually hitting the 75th anniversary of the founding of Bonner General Health.
0: That is correct. This Coming year, yeah. In July of this year, we'll yeah. be at, at 75th year. So we're, we're trying to, we're in the planning stages right now to figure out how to celebrate that. So Yeah,
1: yeah that's a definitely a big milestone right there. Um, okay, well, flip side of that question, what you think
0: the hospital
1: may be doing well, what are some things you think Bonner General Health could do better at?
0: Yeah, well, healthcare is really continuing to change. I mean, it changes on a daily basis almost. But if we look back at Bonner General 15 to 20 years ago, about 75 to 80% of our business or services were done on the inpatient side. So essentially being admitted to the hospital. Um, over the years, if you look back to 2023, just this past year, only 10% of our business was done on the inpatient side. So it's been, there's been a huge shift of moving from inpatient care to, to the outpatient setting. Um, a lot of that is driven by the insurance companies. You know, it's much cheaper to care for patients on the outpatient side than the inpatient side. But also the advancements in medical uh, healthcare, uh, in, in essence, in technology, has allowed you know, patients to be discharged much quicker uh, than in the past. But with that, our, our big focus that we're trying to tackle is really, you know, growing our outpatient side, because that's really where healthcare is going. So really focusing on imaging. Um, We've got a lot of imaging and modalities that we provide here that other critical access hospitals don't from MRIs all the way to Nuke Med, you know, and everything in between. So we've got a very robust imaging department, continuing to grow lab, uh, physical therapy, and then also our outpatient clinics. Uh, That's gonna be a a big focal point here going forward is continuing to grow those from both the provider perspective um, and also the service line perspective. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you know, Bonner General Health is a critical access hospital, and it serves not just Sandpoint, but how would you describe your your service area?
0: Our service area is about 60,000. So we basically go all the way up to the Canadian border. Uh, There is a hospital in Bonner's Ferry, but they don't have all the service lines that we provide. So a lot of those do end up coming down to Sandpoint. We go into eastern Washington. We go all the way to western Montana, and we go down about to Athol. You know, so we have a very large service area that that we care for, and and in there, there's about sixty to seventy thousand individuals. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it's a large it's a large area, uh, and of course, we I think the public know Bonner General primarily as a as a hospital because if you have a health emergency, you go to the hospital. Um, but BGH, as you already mentioned, has a large number of uh, specialized health services. One that opened just this month is Bonner General Internal Medicine. There's two new providers there, doctors uh, Charles Crane and Paige Russell. So tell us a bit about uh, this new clinic that's open.
0: Yeah, that's been absolutely great. Um, so for, for those that don't know, internal medicine is really primary care for adults 18 years and older, um, you know, they're really trained to manage those chronic, severe, and complex el- complex illnesses uh, that, that individuals may have. So we ended up acquiring Internal Medicine Associates um, from Dr. Crane, uh, who also employed uh, Paige Russell. That opened up on January 2nd at Bonner General Hospital. So they're now located in our Health Services Building uh, at 423 North 3rd. That's the new building. That's the new building. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. New building, and they're on the first floor of the new building, and they are accepting patients. Uh, so... If, if you need to get in, you're welcome to to look us up and, and give a call over there to, to schedule any kind of appointments. Uh, but it's been fantastic. It's a service line that we've wanted to offer, you know, have internal medicine here. Uh, Dr. Crane and, and, and Paige Russell are both very respected providers in the community. So we're very fortunate that they they came on to be a part of Bonner General.
1: So what I'm not well educated in the medical field, uh how is internal medicine? What kind of conditions does that treat?
0: Yeah, so it's really similar to primary care, but they're focusing on the adult population um, it is really what it is. But they are trained, um, again, in really those complex, severe uh, medical illnesses that otherwise you know, might not be able to be tackled. Um, Charlie Crane is also a hospitalist at Bonner General. So anybody that's admitted to the hospital, a lot of the times he will be the provider that's rounding on patients uh, in our inpatient setting with that training and knowledge from his internal medicine background. Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: well you have, by my count, uh, almost two dozen other services and clinics, uh, ranging from behavioral health and bereavement services to lab services and diagnostic imaging. We can't talk about all those, uh, too many of them there, but are there a couple or a few that you'd like to highlight as a, a, a very strong service area by Bonner General?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're strong all around, but the ones that we're really highlighting because we're continuing to grow them is our clinics. Um, you know, right now we've got about seven clinics uh, looking to continue to expand those. Um, you know, we've got orthopedics. Uh, we've even got a orthopedic hand surgeon, which is, you know, almost unheard of for a critical access hospital. Usually those are only in the big cities. Um, very competent, skilled, loved by patients. So We're very fortunate to have Dr. Klauki on board um, here at our orthopedic clinic. Ophthalmology is another one that i like to highlight. We have Dr. Torres, who does cataract surgeries here. Uh, talking to a lot of people in the community, they don't realize that that service is provided here locally in Sandpoint, which is a mm-hmm. big one. So um, that's another one that's that's good to highlight as well. And then we just touched on it. want to highlight internal medicine also, because we're very excited about that being a part of, of Bonner General here uh, as of January 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: now, I think Bonner General does partner with Kootenai Medical Center on certain services?
0: Correct. So Kootenai Health, uh, one of the ones, they actually uh, lease some space from us within our hospital for the cancer center, uh, which is there also. Uh, We also partner with them in collaboration with a lot of our imaging reads. So we do a lot of modality studies with x-rays, MRIs, ultrasounds, uh, Mm -hmm. anything in the imaging field. Uh, and we actually contract with them to help do those reads because uh, over the years, our, our imaging department has grown 30 to 40%. So we kind of outgrown the ability to do our own reads locally here in Sandpoint, and we need that 24-7 coverage. So I work with them there. Uh, they're also just, they've been a good partner just in other areas as well if we need some um, you know additional support. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's been almost a year now since the closure of uh, labor and delivery services at Bonner General Health, which... It got an amazing amount of uh, even national, international attention. Uh, What information can you provide about the current services that uh, Bonner General is offering for women and children?
0: Yeah, yeah, currently, uh, so Sandpoint Women's Health is still open. Uh, We have uh, Lacey Burke there, one of our nurse practitioners, and she provides women uh, well checks and family planning. She also addresses any kind of mental wellness Uh, We have, through our Bonner General Family Practice Clinic, uh, we have two providers that are very trained and have basically extensive training in women's health. Um, Nicole Grimm even sees pediatrics, adolescent care, and she's even the primary care provider for for some pediatrics and younger families as well. With prenatal, we still do all ultrasounds and labs at the hospital. We also do lactation services through our infusion uh, clinic. Um, And through our behavioral health, we actually have providers that can help with any kind of postpartum um, depression as well uh, with that, too. So still offering quite a few services in that regard. And then as we go through our strategic plan, looking to build upon those. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Well, you've spoken about this a little bit already, but uh, rural communities around the community, around the whole country are uh, facing challenges, specifically in recruiting physicians uh, that can let communities have access to good health care. How big a challenge is that for Bonner General?
0: It's really been provider or kind of specialty specific. Um, a lot of times when you're looking for a sole provider and a specialty, it could be a little bit more difficult just because they don't have a partner. Um, and they also sometimes have to be on call a little bit more. But the fortunate part that we have is we live in such a beautiful community uh, that a lot of providers out there want to relocate to North Idaho, uh, which has really helped us out. So, a uh, couple of the recruiting areas we've been looking at have been behavioral health and family practice, and we've had a lot of good applicants coming in that regard. Uh, part of that also comes from we got approved by HRSA, uh, the Health Resources and Services Administration, to get tuition uh, repayment to providers that come and work in those clinics for us. So that's been a big recruitment tool as well. Um, so. I think fortunately, due to the mountain and the lake and the beautiful scenery we've had here, we've had a little bit more luck in recruiting uh, providers than some other rural hospitals, uh, but it really is specialty-specific when it comes to the the difficulty of finding providers.
1: Yeah, it uh, brings to mind the saying that you can't eat the scenery, but actually the scenery, <laughs> I guess it nourishes us spiritually, maybe, uh, and, uh, and it is something that helps us bring people, great people to this community, even though... We're kind of we are a rural community, so we don't pay uh, probably across the board for any of our uh, any of our uh, companies, organizations what the people could command in larger urban areas, uh, and that of course is something that that hospitals, rural hospitals, struggle with. We're lucky to live in such a great place that it helps us bring special people here. Well, there is uh, one way that people can support Bonner General Health, and that's through the Bonner General Health Foundation. Um, you, you, that raises money every year to augment um, Bonner General's services. Uh, and this year, the fundraising is to purchase a second endoscope for the hospital, which uh, is used to perform screening and diagnostics for the digestive system. Specifically, I think of colonoscopies <laughs> having experienced that uh, <laughs> unnecessary, but uh, not necessarily fun experience, but um, it's really important. Right. Uh, to be able to diagnose and and catch conditions when they're just getting started. Um, so the foundation's having the heart ball. It's actually this Saturday, and uh, that is sold out for, for folks. But uh, if people want to support Bonner General Health through the foundation, how do they do that?
0: Yeah, well, first off, I just want to thank our, our foundation board members. I can't thank them enough for all the work they do and the advocacy they do on on behalf of the hospital there. Um Over the years, they've raised in excess of $1 million for the hospital. Um, Last year, they allowed us to purchase a second mammography machine, um, similar along those lines of of preventative screenings. Um, They've redone our ED. uh, They've purchased x-ray trauma uh, radiology equipment. Uh, Just a big thank you to the Foundation board members and the work they've done. But if you want to support through the Foundation, you can go to bunnergeneral.org slash foundation, uh, there's a donation button there if you want to donate uh, monetarily but you could also donate through your time we have an advisory council that's that's linked up with our hospital Foundation board that meets about four to six times a year that that helps give us uh, guidance on on direction and, and really is uh, advocacy for the hospital so multiple ways both monetary and through time if you'd like to donate uh, and there's more information on the Bonner General Health website as well under the foundation link
1: mm-hmm. and I th- if I got this right, um, the foundation helped purchase an uh, uh, exoskeleton. Exoskeleton, yeah, that's right? correct. Yeah, which is a, a, a it <laughs> looks like science fiction actually, but folks that have mobility problems. Can strap into this, and it helps them uh, exercise their muscles.
0: That is absolutely correct, and we actually have a, a video that's going to be being released here shortly. So uh, you can go to any of our Facebook pages or our marketing campaign socials and and, and check that out because it's it's really amazing to see it in action.
1: Mm-hmm. And my understanding there's isn't any um, health uh, organization that provides that. In, in for quite a large region.
0: That's correct. Yeah. We are the only hospital in the state of Idaho that has that. Uh, currently, anybody that needs to utilize that device is having to drive to Wenatchee, Washington, which is the closest location. Mm-hmm. And prior to, to prior that, to us it, having yeah. it here.
1: So are you getting people from out of town that are coming to use it? it now? It's,
0: it's starting to get there. You know, mm-hmm. we're working on the marketing to, to get that outreach in there, but that's going to be the big driver is, you know, those that are unfortunately having to travel so far can now come locally, especially within the state. So, uh, we're starting to get that marketing material out there to those outlying areas to make mm-hmm. them know that they don't have to travel as far as they anticipated.
1: Yeah, and it's, this is for people that can't, say, are paralyzed from the waist down or, or have some sort of par- paralysis or other condition that, uh, that helps them exercise these muscles and actually can help regenerate, as I understand, uh, some of the connections that, are, that help them maybe get back on their
0: feet. That's correct. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It is amazing. And we we thank the foundation very much for that, helping us purchase that piece of equipment.
1: Well, John Hennessy, new Bonner General Health CEO, are there any other topics you want to talk about?
0: Well, I think the only thing I wanted to to touch on again was uh, kind of circling back to our community health needs assessment. You know, it's one of the things that we focus our strategic plan around. And I know, Chris, you are involved in that a bit as well through the advisory uh, committee with our foundation. But the the four key areas we're focusing right now on are mental health, preventative health, access to care, and obesity. So a lot of the strategic plans and and things you see from the hospital that are coming out over the next years are going to be trying to align ourselves with those four initiatives going forward.
1: And those are determined by performance of a, a community health survey. And don't you do that periodically? Yeah, yeah. it's
0: done every three years. Mm-hmm. So we did it in late 2022. Uh, now we're kind of working on those implementation strategies throughout the next three years and we'll do another one in 2025. Mm-hmm.
1: So you're actually listening to the community about the services that they, and they really need.
0: That's correct. Yeah, that's correct.
1: Okay. Well, John Hennessy, I want to say thanks again for coming in and also good luck in your new position. It's a, a such an Important part of our community.
0: Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate you having me on.
1: And we are going to take a little musical break. I will come back and tell some of the things happening around town this week. Uh, and uh, I dug up a, uh, a Paul Simon song, Graceland, because it was in 1987 that uh, that, that was released and Graceland won uh, the 1987 Grammy Award as well. So we're going to hear Paul Simon on Graceland and uh, be back in just a few minutes.
2: Guitar. I am following the river down the highway through the cradle of the Civil War. My traveling companion is nine years old. He's the child of my first marriage. But I've reason to believe we both will be received in grace. She comes back to tell me she's gone. As if I didn't know that. As if I didn't know my own. As if I'd never noticed the way she brushed her hair from her forehead, and she said losing love is like a window in your heart. Everybody sees your blow.